Welcome to Time Keeps on Ticking, MS Warrior and Mom Life. Cindy Locke was diagnosed with recurring remitting multiple sclerosis in 2006. Listen in on her journey to make the most of her time. News, interviews, events, and MS hacks from an MS ambassador. Now, let's get started. Here is your host, Cindy Locke. Hey, Warriors, it's Cindy here. I'm sorry I've been gone for so long. I just had the um, HSCT procedure done actually six months ago, and I'm just now getting back into the swing of things. I will be doing a few episodes on that whole procedure. I know people are really wanting to learn about that, and I completely understand why because it could possibly change your life if you choose to do the procedure and it really does change your life I'll just tell you that so today's episode is about handicap signs and the mean things people say and do to those of us that have invisible illnesses I know this is something that is really out of control and people need to realize there are illnesses that are not visible I don't know what it will take but my guess today that I will be speaking with later. Her name is Katie. She has come up with a solution that we are hoping will take flight soon and she'll be on in a bit here to talk about that. So I will give you my experience with this handicap issue. I didn't receive a handicap placard until about 10 years into my diagnosis. I avoided it at all costs because I don't know it was some sort of mental block that I was putting upon myself which is ridiculous but I think some of you also felt the same way. Once you have that handicap placard, then it's reality. You are handicapped and visible to the whole world that you are handicapped. And sometimes it plays with your head a bit and until you can get used to actually using it, which is really, really helpful in the summertime because it's so hot. For those of us with MS, we can't walk properly. So let me give you my story of getting hate, you know, like looked at with hate or spoken to in a bad way because I don't look like I am handicapped because I don't have a cane, I don't have a wheelchair, but I do have and have had hundreds of bruises on my body from falling, um, from walking. So what I did, which is kind of extreme, but it worked for me um, until I obviously visibly became someone who looked like they couldn't walk properly. I don't get bothered much anymore, but when I originally first had the, the handicap placard, after being hassled two to three times, I got tired of it quickly. And what I did was I took pictures of my bruises as I got them, which was often, as all of you know, with MS, you bruise very easily. And just putting your arm on the railing of the step causes a bruise. So I had bruises everywhere, plenty of options for pictures. So I would just take pictures of my bruises. And what I did was I put them in a little photo album. And the next couple times somebody asked me, and it only was a couple times, thankfully. I just said, hold on a second. And I went to my glove compartment, which is really funny because I wouldn't have stayed if I were them because who knows if I'm going to get a gun or something, but I wasn't. I went to get my my photo album and I pulled it out and I showed them. This is why I park in the handicap now when I have to, because I could fall. If it's hot, I could easily fall if there's not a shopping cart close by that I can push, which is what I do. If a shopping cart is close by, I will park by that and take that shopping cart into the store. And also, I told them both, these two people, I usually don't park in a handicap unless I feel like I really, really need to. But I don't take away the handicap spot from somebody in a wheelchair. I don't park in the one that is the van sign because I feel like they, you know, I could push myself and do it. And if I fall, that's fine. As long as they have their parking spot with their, with the van and the wheelchair. But people don't see that side of you. They just see you parking in a handicapped spot and you're walking. I don't understand why you're doing that. You're walking fine, blah, 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 whatever. So anyway, let me get back to my story. So I, I got off on a tangent. Anyway, so I would just pull out the photo album and say, this is why. And these are my bruises and blah, blah, blah. And if I have any bruises on me at the time, I showed them and that seemed to quiet them a bit. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, I'm sorry about that. Oh, you have MS. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, I, I'm sorry about that. I just assumed. I'm like, well, yeah, you made an ass out of yourself. So the thing too was at the time that I got the handicap placard, I was driving a convertible Mercedes. So apparently 
if you have money, you can't possibly have a disability. So I would get looks like you can't believe. I mean, I would get a lot of dirty looks, but the dirty looks were massive when I had my convertible Mercedes, way more than when I have my SUV, which I have now. So, but like I said, now I, I guess I'm fortunate because I actually look like I'm disabled. So I just wanted to share some other stories of people that put, you know, get note put on their car, things like handicap spots are for those who actually need it, you selfish bitch. These are things that Katie shared on Katie's Hope Journey on her Facebook page. So she put these up there. Go take a look at them. They're actually pictures. Somebody actually printed out something and put it on a car. It's pathetic. I mean, you took the time. <laughs> you actually took the time to print this thing out. What is wrong with you? And then there's another one that's printed out. Shame on you. And then there's a handicap sign with a wheelchair and it says, not really, just lazy. I mean, it just, and then there's a whole paragraph typed up on here and I think Katie goes over that in her interview with me um, another one says I would love to see your wheelchair I'm guessing male 25 to 35 years old professional your disability must be mental I have keyed your car idiot um, another one says you are not disabled pig in capital letters I mean it's just so heartbreaking because we are suffering terribly and and these people they just don't care one says being fat and ugly doesn't count as disabled. It's just ridiculous. They don't have anything better to do, I guess. So go out, go ahead and look on Katie's Hope Journey on Facebook and you'll see her post with all these notes which are just horribly heartbreaking and maybe share some notes that you've gotten or anything like that with Katie because she needs them. Actually, I'm going to let Katie tell you herself. So I have Katie on the line right now. She's one of my semi-cell sisters and she is doing this incredible thing for those of us with visible illnesses that I know we've all experienced this before where we're, you know, the story I told you before I got on the line with Katie. So she's going to tell you a little bit about what she's doing and how everybody can help with this getting done because we, we need it. So Katie, tell us about what you're doing. Okay. So obviously I, you know, like you said, we are the STEM sisters and as well as a lot of other people that will listen to this. So being home and recovering from HSCT for my diagnosis of multiple sclerosis, it's I just hit nine months on the 15th of January. And being home and not being able to work and recovering from that and still dealing with a lot of invisible things that we all have to deal with and pain that you can't see. One day back in the very beginning of November of 2019, I saw a post from a gal on one of the sites, like probably a multiple sclerosis site. I don't believe it was an HSCT site. I, I am next to positive it was an MS site. And this gal's name was Lisa. And she wrote this extremely long post about how she has a blue handicap placard because she was diagnosed with MS and there was this note that was left on her car. Let alone the note was short and sweet, it was extremely cruel. And I could not just believe that what I, let alone what I was reading in her post, what the note actually said, and I'm gonna pull it up while I'm talking. So, but that brought up memories for me. Years ago, I went to the store and I was, when I'm a very observant person, so I knew what I had to go into the store for. I, I, um, I went to Walmart and I was already experiencing, let alone a lot of pain that day. It was just a really bad, like quote unquote MS day. And if anybody understands that, they know what I'm talking about. You, you get that, unfortunately. And I like already was, I was developing more anxiety knowing I had to walk towards the back of the store where like the auto parts was. So I parked in the handicap spot and I drive a, at the time it was just like an SUV, like an Envoy GMC SUV. And so what had happened was I put my placard thing on my mirror and I go and walk into the store and I had a cane that day too. Didn't really notice anybody looking at me funny or anything like that, but I'm still a very observant person. So I went into the store, walked to the back, bought what I needed, got back out, and right away I noticed a police car. And I wait, didn't wait, 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 wait. I'm gonna stop you for a second. You had a cane. You had a cane. I did have a cane that day. Yes. Okay. I just wanted. To, I just wanted to make that clear. You actually had a cane. You weren't just walking with nothing. Correct. Okay, go ahead. I'm sorry. I just wanted to make that clear. Yes. I had a cane that day, but there's been days where I didn't use my cane, but still in a lot of pain. And then 
I got in my car, but as I was approaching my car, I noticed a police car. And I'm just, like I said, a very observant person. So right away I was like, oh, I hope, we don't live in a bad neighborhood. So my first thought was, because of medically, I'm like, I hope no one passed out or got sick or, you know, cause first comes the police, then comes an ambulance. And I've seen that before in stores, you know what I mean? Where yeah, something yeah. happened. So that was for whatever ended up calling my husband saying, I, you know, I got the mounting kit or whatever I was. I um, I go and I get into my car and when I notice the police car, and like I said, right away, my mind went like something happened to somebody in the store. So I, you know, put my seatbelt on and I proceed to pull out of the parking spot. And I don't keep my, like my placard on my mirror. So I go and put it in my visor. And right away, I noticed the police car was following me. And then I was like, or I thought he was following me. So I started to go up and down Walmart's aisles, which is a lot. And not like just strolling down, like up and down. I'm like, this guy is following me. So I end the call with my husband because he was on speaker because you're also not allowed to be on the phone. And I was like, I'll be there soon because I was going to where we worked at the time and for him to put this mounting kit on. And um, he waited till I pulled out into the street. He turned his lights on. I was like, what is this guy doing? So he comes up to my car and says, I noticed you were using, you know, a blue handicap placard. You were parked in that spot. And I was like, okay. And I said, first of all, you didn't notice that. You were called because you were not here when I entered the store. Like that, I knew that immediately. So he kind of just looked at me. Like, didn't say, well, yeah, I was called. Like, he just looked at me. And this was a young, like, a younger officer, maybe about 25. And here, I'm actually, at the time, I'm in my 20s. So, here... Um, He's like, I just got called out. <laughs> yeah. Well, he didn't even say, he didn't say any of that. He just says, I noticed, you know, you were... Yeah. And I'm like, no, you didn't notice. You were called. And he didn't say anything. He's like, well, is it registered to you? I said, as a matter of fact, officer, it is. So he gave me like that face, like, yeah, okay. He rolled his eyes. Like I was thinking he was like, I was gonna go into my glove box and be like, oh, I don't have it. And like, he was gonna get a nice ticket to find me for it. So I pull out my registration for my placard, my registration for my car, my proof of insurance and gave him my driver's license. I said, here you go. And he looks like, confused but still like yeah okay and he's like well just hang tight I'll be right back and comes back and he's like well everything checks out and he's like well can I ask why you have this and that's where he crossed the line because legally you're not allowed to ask that it wasn't like out of curiosity it was like you're in your 20s kid why do you have this it right was, you look you look perfectly fine you look perfectly fine to me why would you need this you know Exactly. So I made him stand there and give him my whole MS story at the time, which was a lot. I had a brain tumor scare. I had a breast cancer scare. I had, you know, the MS stuff going on and he apologized. And I said, and then, and then he's like, I noticed you don't have a front license plate. And I said, you oh know what, my God. You can follow me if you'd like to, but that's what I went into the store for. But you can go ahead and write that on your report that that's why you pulled me over. But then again, you got the call to come here to pull me over. So good luck with your sergeant or whatever I said. I was still very polite and he was doing his job. So backing track to when I saw this Lisa's post and I won't read her whole thing. It's super long and it's so sad. Um, it looks like she was at Coon Rapids in Costco parking lot. I want to say that might be Michigan, but her handwritten note that was left on her windshield and she again was also having a bad MS day and it says save the handicapped spots for those who actually need it you selfish bitch that was just so devastating to me because I was like my goodness I just had a cop called on me these persons are these people are leaving notes and then one of my followers on my blog for Katie Hope's journey to end her MS, because this is where I shared it, Taylor goes and says, this actually was just left on my car. Just because we, we look all right doesn't mean we're battling something. And then she posted a picture and I blew it up and I was like, no, it's not. Taylor's was printed, which means, and oh this is God. not, now this one I'm gonna read as well. This one says, and it's printed, parking violation on this date you have been cited for parking in a handicapped spot this space was made available for people with handicaps only only is capitalized by the way to make you aware being a dumbass is not considered a handicap however i am sure that being a dumbass you don't care anyways this spot was assigned here as a convenience 
to the less fortunate, not in all caps, as a convenience for your stupid ass, in all caps. You are not special, so stop thinking that you are. From a citizen of this community that cares, so remember, in all capital letters, think before you park. Have a nice day. That, nice. That's lovely. That's lovely. That was so disturbing. It's heartbreaking. It is. This specific individual drives around with these printed letters. It's right. not a note. That's a letter. In their right. carts. And... If they were only educated to the point of knowing that this poor unfortunate soul was suffering, let alone that day even more than normal. Right. And that's where I came up with the idea to change the color for people with invisible diseases and disabilities to orange. And obviously I did, yes, choose the color orange because MS, you know, the ribbon, our color is orange. And I actually don't even like the color orange. <laughs> I don't but, either. I don't either. You're right. You're right. But I'll I wear it. I, I'll like, wear my, it. Like, my favorite color is like baby blue. But like, I specifically chose because it's a very nice neutral color. It stands out and it's completely different. So right away, I was like, if only the color was different for people to see what they can't see. And it literally just popped in my head. So within a few days, I ended up writing a letter to Ellen DeGeneres and that, yeah, that I didn't hear anything back yet. So this was into the month of November that I ended up writing the letter to her. So I shared Lisa's post on November 1st of 2019. And then I ended up, I ended up writing the letter to her. I think I ended up mailing it to her. I, I could check the date. So I, it, being, I chose her because let alone, yes, I do watch her show. Um, she's been on the air for 17 years. She is such a kind hearted soul and her whole, or you know what I mean? Like at the end of her show, be kind yeah. to one another. Yes, like, exactly. Like, yeah. yeah, like that's her pitch or what, whatever you want to call that. See, I can't think of that, the word that I'm thinking, and, you know. And, and now I can't either. Okay. <laughs> that's what happens, you know, when, when somebody asks me, you know, to remember something or something, or like, what was that name of that song? I'm like, I have no idea. But then I no, think like, of it 10 minutes later, I'm like, it was this. And then, so I get you. I feel you. I understand. So, I ended up writing, um, writing her, I wrote the show that, you know, I, I sent her a huge, like five page letter at the end of it. I'm not going to read the whole letter. So in, in this, I actually talked about Lisa and Taylor's stories as well. I sent her the photos of everything and whatnot. So at the end of the letter, I said, my idea is to create an orange handicap placard to be used for those that suffer with invisible diseases and disabilities. This placard will be designed with the color orange due to the MS color being orange so that when you see someone that may look young or may appear as though nothing is wrong with them, the orange handicap placard would distinguish that their diagnosis is invisible. So that, so I, I mailed it. And then once I mailed that, and it looks like I mailed that, okay, so December 1st. So within one month, I wrote this letter. So, cause I posted this December 2nd on my, on my blog. And by December 3rd, the very next day, I just put a little fire under my butt. The reason why I started this on December 3rd, I started to do a little bit of research within one day. And when I come up with an idea, I run with it. I don't think about it. I don't ponder it. God bless my husband. I love him to death. Like I come up with an idea. I have to figure out how to help people. Well, and yeah, be- it's, it's what's yeah. today. It's January. It's uh, the 20, 20th, 21st, 21st. And you thought of this December 3rd and you already have almost 25,000 signatures on the petition. <laughs> so yeah. yeah, it sounds like you run with it. Definitely. I do. Let me tell you why that specific date though, on December 3rd, at first I was like, maybe I'll wait a month, see if I hear anything. I was trying to also do a little research on Ellen. Like obviously she gets thousands and thousands of letters a day. I'm sure, you know, on her Ellen tube, she has so many different avenues on how to contact her. And I was, then I was like, well, maybe I should start a petition, but I'm just going to wait. But on this specific day on December 3rd, I ended up having a four, almost four hours of an appointment for like a cognitive and strength test. And I've never had one since I've been diagnosed with MS and it'll be 10 years this February is the anniversary of my diagnosis. And I've never had one, but um, like with social security on trying to get approved for it, um, they said it would definitely help, so go get it done. And my physical therapist, Cindy, was mean. And it was almost like she didn't actually 
believe me. Oh and I was so disturbed. And when I get really mad, I also cry. And there was point, there was parts in my appointment that I actually was crying because I kind of just wanted to smack her, <laughs> which I never would. You know what I mean? You Ever. held back. You held back. You held back. I get it. Yeah. Yeah. But I even held back like, so there was like a squat test, like getting up and oh down. Oh my God. Are you kidding? God. Hold on, it gets better. It getting up and down from a chair, she wasn't, no, she's a physical therapist. So she wasn't even standing in front of me with her arms out in case I needed them. <gasps> standing more than a foot away from me with her little cubicle roller thing and, and computer and counting how many times I could go up and down, which by the way, was not even one or two. And I was like, I'm gonna fall. Like I said, I, or I think I'm gonna fall. And she's like, well, the chair's right there. So fall backwards. Oh and like, my God. I hope you talk to somebody about this. I hope you talk to somebody about this. This is crazy. I didn't yet because I still have to, like, I'm going to, I was waiting to see, like, because sometimes when I go see, like, this is Cleveland Clinic, and I love Cleveland Clinic. This was one bad experience. I'm not switching hospitals or anything. This was one, I'll never see her again. Right. And then there was another time where I had to walk down the hallway, and I was had my cane, and she, because I knew I brought my cane, because I knew I was going to need it, because this was going to be a very strenuous appointment. And at one point, I got a little dizzy, so I stopped and just put my head up against the wall, and there's another physical therapist in the big room behind me and she's like is she okay and my therapist was like she's fine and that's when I was like I'm done right away I was like here I am this had nothing to even do with a parking spot this had to do with a person in this field that I don't know she just deals with older patients I have no idea. I don't know if I was her first MS patient. This She was doing this for like four or five years already. So I was completely disturbed how I was treated in her, her demeanor the whole entire time. So from this appointment, I actually was supposed to be going to a chiropractor appointment, which I'm really glad I did because I really needed, I normally just get like, like the physical therapist there just like rubs my muscles. So I was traveling there and I was still so upset and so disturbed that I literally sat there and realized like the, a couple days before I was like, okay, when the time comes, if I don't hear from Ellen, I'm probably going to just start a petition. And I knew I was going to start it on change.org. So what I did is I literally sat on my phone in the parking lot of my, for my appointment for my chiropractor. And I was about a half hour early and I took bits and pieces off of my letter that I sent to Ellen and just started this petition on my phone on change.org. And within, it was a couple hours, not even, I think it was two hours. I had 150 signatures wow. and I was, oh, this is going to be something. This is mm -hmm. awesome. And it is because it, and if you go on there, yes, as of right now to date, January 21st to 2020 at 1.51 PM Eastern Standard Time. For me, there is 24,480 signatures. That's so, incredible. That's incredible. Amazing. And, almost 25,000. Almost. Yes. So being that this has taken off, which is amazing. And the people that you don't always have to like make a comment on why you're signing, but like after you sign it, it asks, why are you signing? You can skip that. And I'd say a little bit less than half. There's thousands of comments on here. And I do like everyone it was getting tiring for the first month that i was doing it and commenting back at first i was trying to be a little bit more personal and say typing out the person's name but now i kind of just copy and paste thank you so much for signing exclamation point so that's a good I, thing though that's a good thing that means there's too many for you to actually it is. personally I, I, answer which is incredible it, so but a lot of the supporters you would think and I want to say it's split 50-50 if I would have to guess correctly because yes, a lot, I'm, I have invisible diseases, I have this, I have that, but a lot are other people where my friend, my sister, my neighbor, my coworker, and I think this is a fantastic idea. I've not gotten one negative feedback and within, I would have to look back when I, when Donna reached out to me. So here in the state of Ohio, I had a woman, her name is Donna, and she went and messaged me on, on Facebook and here she, yeah, so this was right after she went and she messaged me. I don't actually know. Oh, I, there's a couple places um, or pages on Facebook where for my city, like Medina County, like 
you know, news or whatever that I have, you know, shared the petition on. And so she actually contacted me. Oh, wow. Now that I realize this, this is actually kind of neat. Um, so I started the petition on December 3rd and she contacted me on December 13th. So in 10 days. Right. And she is currently running for the Ohio House of Representatives 69th District. So she doesn't actually have a seat or a position in this, but she knows a lot of people. So she, when she reached out to me, I um, we ended up meeting within a few days, and that's, that's when amazing. I that's amazing. Yeah, yes. So it's already which I didn't I didn't even know where this was gonna go. I didn't know how to who I needed to contact. Who, like so, what was really honestly a total God thing is what I say, and a total blessing is that someone contacted me, right. and that felt amazing where and she has already set me up with people that are already on the house of the ohio house of representatives here and we're just trying to get some scheduling things done as far as me meeting them whether i have to drive down to columbus or which is our state capital here in ohio so was my goal first to get it approved here in ohio no it wasn't it was just to get it recognized and i want this everywhere i have a couple people that are in my little circle like on instagram and they were asking me, hey, I have fellow people here in Canada asking, you know, do we sign here? And I said, yep, sign everywhere. Because now that I know this is what I'm supposed to be doing is getting this passed here in the state of Ohio first. And it is where I live. So I am proud of that. And when I did speak and sit down with Donna, let alone she thinks this is a fantastic idea. This is really great, apparently, for our governor to actually sign once it gets to him. Of course, you're going to have people like that aren't for it. Like, well, people are going to abuse this. Of course they are. They abuse the blue one. They do. Like, yeah, they are. Do. Yes, they do. Yeah. But this is something that is needed. You know what I mean? This is something so that she's like, that's probably the only thing that that she could think of politically that someone's going to be opposed for. She's like, but I'm telling you, this is a fantastic idea. And I wouldn't have contacted you if I didn't think so. So that felt great. Um, so and it once- should. It should feel great. And I, my question about that whole scenario is how would like the doctor or the DMV just I mean figure out if you have an invisible illness or if would you check a box and then how would you prove that you have an invisible illness I mean how do you have any idea how that would work yet or oh yes so my idea since I'm the one that came up with this idea or creation or what it's not really it's it's something that's already exists and it's just improving for people that live with MS fibromyalgia lupus ALS PTSD now like there's other things that are when when you get I got my prescription that I take to go where you know you get your license and stuff like that and like you just have to have your prescription for it and then your ID so my proposal would it to be the exact same thing and once it's passed in the state you can have like the the person itself okay can have the option to have an orange one or a blue one because there are going to be people out there I want to say out of 20 people like one person I would think well I don't want that and that's okay. You know what I mean? That is genuinely okay. I don't want this to be for people that are diagnosed with invisible diseases that it's mandatory for them to have an orange one. Because there are some people that are out there that really don't want people to know that are already ashamed for using the blue one that don't want to be like, hey, look at me. I have now an orange one. And I, and that's, and that's their choice and that is their prerogative to feel that way everybody is allowed to have their own feelings i am not taking that away from anyone i want them to have the option so just because we were diagnosed with ms and we use blue handicap placards once we get this passed in the united states and then my goal is globally i want people to have an option and i do assume politically that that's going to be per state but that's also the best option and then it's also going to prove and to show how many people actually choose the orange one, which are going to be a ton. I and believe that's I believe that's true too. Well, but I don't understand how this could even be political at all. I don't um, neither do I. <laughs> I really, but for whatever reason, I can see that it could, it's not political, but being the fact that I have to take the political route to get it passed. Right. That's where it kind of comes into play. I don't, it, it's not. This is something also, and then for law enforcement, because if that police officer at the time this idea was created by anybody else to just have a different color placard, like here in the state of Ohio, we do have red ones. 
and red ones are temporary. And with red ones, you know, there are still people that are like, you don't need that just because you don't have a cast on or a people like a wheelchair. It's really more about wheelchairs for what I've witnessed and what I've been through. It's more like, where's your wheelchair? Oh, where's your wheelchair? You know, oh, you can you can fit a wheelchair into that car. I don't think so. Yeah, just because you used to have a convertible, which is absolutely ridiculous. Um, yeah. That people would think just because you have a nice car. I mean, there was somebody that I ran into right after I started the petition when I went to the post office, and this gentleman got out of his car with no assistance, like no cane, no wheelchair, no nothing. And when I say a lifted monster truck, I'm not exaggerating. Oh my God. I'm a taller end of a girl. Uh, You and I are pretty tall. Like we're the five, six, five, seven height, I think, I believe if I remember correctly. Like we're, we're not small, like, you know, five, two, whatever. So if I went up to this truck and the bottom part of his vehicle was probably like a little, little bit above my hips, almost touching the bottom part of my my ribs. So it was a, so, and he had a handy blue handicap placard in his thing, his, and the front uh, mirror and get, gets out of his truck, but kind of like slid out of it. So he went in first and I don't walk very fast. And I want, like, I got to talk to him. Like, this is so interesting. Like, I don't, I'm very bold. Like I'll, I'll ask people that like, Hey, by the way, there's this petition going around. So I asked him, I said, Hey, can I have a question for you? And he's like, sure. Not a problem. I said, do you ever get anybody that leaves notes or well, maybe they can't reach it. And I was trying to like enlighten this stranger because it's an it's an older guy and you're or look at you or be mean or anything like that. And he goes, oh, it's terrible. And at first he was on the defense, okay? Which maybe he was thinking I was asking him the same question. And right away I stopped him. I said, and I kind of, I'm I'm half Italian. I talk with my hands. Even when we're on the Me phone. Too. You can't yep. I remember we talked about this in Chicago. Yep, yep. Like I'm still talking with my hands and no one's in front of me right now. So I, I, I put my hand up. I said, sir, let me stop you right there. I was diagnosed with MS. I'm a very young person right now. I don't feel young. My body's not young. I said, but I've had one since I was in my 20s. So you don't have to defend yourself to me. I'm asking you for a reason. And I started to tell him about the petition. And actually that evening, one of my local news stations here, News Channel 5 Cleveland, was coming to my house to interview me about this. And they reached out to me as well, which was awesome. Which is amazing. amazing. Yeah, they were fantastic. So I was, and he's like, unfortunately, I'm not on the internet. I said, you know what? That's totally fine. I don't even remember his name. I don't know if we even exchanged names, but um, he, you know, I was like, well, then watch. I said, you watch the news? He said, yeah. I said, well, make sure you watch the news tonight. I think it'll air tonight or whatever. He's like, I'll do that. That's awesome. Congratulations. And I said, and he basically gave me, first of all, he did tell me he he broke his neck or his and his back like years ago and his body and his you know, words is just crap. And I was like, you poor thing. I was like, you don't have to explain yourself to me, but you know, he's, he's just, he's a gentleman that doesn't want to get rid of his toys. And, and I get that he doesn't want his disability to take away from his pride and joy, which at the, it was his truck. And he's like, I fall out of it. And to get into it, I have a step. So like, you know, and it was the sweetest thing. And I was like, you know, you do you guy, like, don't, don't ever let anybody take that away from you. And I said, you didn't have to explain yourself to me. I just wanted to tell you that hopefully one day, and this was very in the beginning of it. Um, when I started the petition, honestly, within a week and you know, it was pretty awesome. Like I just, I do, I have conversations with people and I wish that I had the ability to stand for a long time, but I would feel bad in turn doing this. But like one of my ideas in the beginning of this, before I was getting a lot of people reaching out to me like you know Donna and you even and um, Sipa Solidaria is another podcast that I did um, the news stations the local newspapers I wanted to go and park in a handicapped spot and stand there outside of my car and stand there and wait to see if someone looked at me funny or said something to me and then have a conversation with them obviously po- like politely you know what I mean right but I can't stand that long but luckily this was gaining a lot of momentum in the very beginning stages of it where I haven't had to do that but when I still do have the ability to go to the store when I can um and if my leg hurts because of this weather I am going to park in a handicapped spot because I do have a right to and I went to well we were planning on going to church this one Sunday with my sister-in-law my husband's daughter and the grandkids and um here I forgot that church was uh church and chili day so they had it an hour early and I was the first one there and I'm calling them I'm like guys it's church and chili day 
we're an hour late. It started an hour ago, and we're like, oh, no. So we ended up all going out to Bob Evans, which is a restaurant here in Ohio. And this lady, right after we were... We were, I wasn't even talking about the petition. We were just talking about other things. And we were, we got up and this lady's like, are you Katie? And I was like, yes. And, she, and right away I'm like, uh oh, I, I didn't even, I didn't think for a second it was about my petition. I just, I don't know. I, I do know a lot of people, but right away she's like, I just want to tell you that my husband pointed out he recognized you and I, and we saw you in the, in the local newspaper and then in the news and what you're doing is, absolutely amazing and i'm a i'm a two-year breast cancer survivor and right away i start crying and i'm like oh my god and she's and she grabbed my hand and she just kept thanking me and then um my granddaughters they call me yaya and then i was you know we talked for a few minutes and i walked back to the cash register and they're like yaya you're famous and i was like oh i'm like i'm not famous honey i said and famous is just a word and i'm just a person and i'm just trying to help oh it's just the beginning (laughs) it's just the beginning (laughs) yeah so it was it was really neat to actually see you know let alone people recognize me which I really like. That's why, because even in the beginning, they're like, are you sure you want to put like your face out there? I'm like, I don't care. Like what, you know, before we did the news and everything else, I'm like, why would I care? I said, uh, I made a thing for stand up for invisible diseases. And I put like the hashtags S-I-U stand up, like the number four and then ID. Right. And I yeah, and I, I do. think it's, I think it's really important to have a face to it because people don't see it as as much as they would if there's a face to it. You know, exactly. they'll they'll look at you and be like, yeah, she looks perfectly fine. What the, you know, yeah. I get it all the time. You, oh, what you, you have MS? I would have never guessed. I would have never imagined. Oh, I would have never guessed that. You know, and so you know, people could see when they see you talking on the news or when they see you. You know, if you go do more news broadcasts on TV and things like that then people will actually see what you're talking about. So it's definitely important to put a face to it, I think. I really yeah, do. When, uh, it, and it was, so, but the, I do, it was when you, since you just said the news again too, I remember when News 5 Cleveland came to my house and whatnot, before they, they didn't release the link, you know, like how you could go to their website until I think the next day, they premiered it at 11 p.m. So what I did is I waited till my son went to school. And so I recorded it with my phone and I posted it on my blog and it's actually been 80 shares and viewed over it's been viewed over 5,000 times oh my god you should definitely put it on YouTube because that's what'll get it out there you know that's what'll get you hundreds of thousands of people looking at it so that see that's another thing that I forgot about was YouTube for sure and actually bringing up YouTube I met a girl via Instagram her name is um, Adeli and she lives in New York we've actually spoken on the phone for about an hour she's amazing Now, let me ask you this. Have you ever heard of the disease called NMO? No. What is that? I was told it's the sister of MS. Oh, really? Yes. Look it up. So I'll write it down. Yeah, N is in Nancy, M is in Mary, O is in Octopus. She was diagnosed with it, but any anyway, we just end up talking. It's it's very there it does have to do with lesions, but it's more on the spinal cord than it is in the brain. Oh, you know what? I think I did hear about this, but maybe I heard about it from you. Did you put it on your you yep. did? Okay, yeah, yeah. I heard that I read it on your thing. Yes. Yeah. Yes, After, that's crazy. Uh, yep, and then she also shared on the blog as well, and she has a YouTube channel. So that's ah, where there you go. But I, we will definitely do get that video up on YouTube for sure. That'll help. I have a question for you for the people that are listening. So you're doing this for Ohio. So how once it's passed in Ohio, how do you think you'll be able to get it passed in other states? Because I'm unstoppable. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a very yes. Good, like, yes. <laughs> I don't. Do you, hockey i'm not like that my nature my love language is what i like to call it too is helping people so this is something that i'm extremely passionate about so being that i already had someone reach out to me in the state of ohio i'm not saying this is going to be easy i'm not even saying this is going to be easy for the state of ohio and that wasn't what i was going for i wanted to get this passed through all 50 states but now i'm seeing that it's going to be a lot easier more quote unquote to do it in the state that i live in first and once it's passed it's almost going to be like a domino effect. Right. So have, I'm going to have, you, yeah. Have you thought about 
going the federal route, you know, through Washington? That will be next. So once I have the connections and it's passed through the state of Ohio is when I'm going, because I don't want to pass, being that I've already gotten reached out to and contacted from them. And once we set up, you know what I mean, meetings and whatnot, and I'm hoping it's, I'm not, I'm not waiting. Like, I'm not going to sit here and whittle my thumbs. And, you know, I did talk to Donna and she's like, it's a process. It could take just a little while, but they're already, they already are interested. They already want to meet with me. And they, what they need to do is just talk to me one time in person. And they, all they do from that point and this, so now I found the process out because I was like, how does this work? So after they meet with me and they already have a handful of people that are on board, what they do is they bring the committee together. Okay. And once they bring the committee together, they're going to vote on it. And then when they vote on it, then they take it to, you know, they do the house and the Senate for the state of Ohio. And once it passes and it's not something that's just sit on, they, they create a bill. So once they create that bill and it passes, it goes right to the governor, the bill passed, he signs for it. You know what I mean? And he's all yeah. for it. And they start the process on, you know, printing them in a different color. And once this gets through for the state of Ohio, I will already have my connections with the people here that are higher ups to get me to Washington. And I, I don't think that I should do each individual state individually. After it's passed in the state of Ohio, I want to go straight to Washington. Luckily, like, and then, so my mom was the head of Cuyahoga County National Day of Prayer. It's a big thing, let alone across the United States, across the world. So there was a position that opened up for the head of state of Ohio. And there was only so many people that were offered, like, I guess, an interview. My mom was one of them and she got the position. So my mom is now the head of the state of Ohio for National Day of Prayer, which is a really, really big thing. Amazing. Yeah. So there I mean, because there's a lot of governors and there's a lot of senators and stuff that ask for prayer and ask to meet with them before certain campaigns, before my mom's go, my mom now goes down to the Capitol a few, like, she just got the position, but she's already been down there a few times. But yeah, so she's starting to get more connected with people as well, which that's going to help. And there's, there's a point in time too, where I do know that the heads of all of the states for National Day of Prayer, like they go to conferences and she's been like asked to go to Washington DC before. So I'm, I've already have developed connections just myself with starting the, the petition, but I also now with my mom in the position that she's in, I just know that these doors are gonna open. So do I have a plan to go to Washington and what exactly am I gonna do? I have no idea. All I know <laughs> is that I will get there and I will have this passed and or presented for all 50 states. And I do have people like you in California across the whole other side from me, almost 3,000 miles away from me. It's so sad. Yeah. <laughs> that have asked, like, what can we do here? And all it is is showing them pe- the petition. If anybody knows ins or outs or senators or friends or family members that can get the word out on local news stations. So if I can get the news channel five thing that premiered, or if I can get another news station to do something that's good morning America, that would be amazing. Yes, that would, that would be amazing. So it just needs to get out there. Just like it's just awareness. And, and because I know there are so many people that deal with this every single day. And it's so terrible because we're already suffering as it is. These people have no idea what we go through every day. So, you know, for them to to, to stick another thorn in our side, you know, is just so hard. And I know there are so many, so many people, if they heard about this, they would definitely support it. So, I mean, we just need to do some PR and get it out there, right? Yes. For sure. And then I'm going to say to the listeners, you can find the link on this episode's description. Or Katie, can they just go to change.org and do a search or how? Oh, yes. Where else can they find the link to the petition? So if they just type in change.org on their browser, on their phone, any anywhere that they use the internet, and there's uh, there's a search button, and it, the description's a little bit long, but even if you type in handicap awareness for, it comes right up. And the picture for it is an orange handicap placard, and it says invisible, I think it says, in, let me go back. It so says invisible it, handicap. But they could type in handicap awareness for invisible diseases and disabilities. And obviously that'll come right up. But if you type in handicap awareness, even just that short little thing, 
it's the orange one that is a petition and you know it's got almost the 25,000 signatures and also too when I did first start this I, I looked and and you know because I didn't know how everything went and how do I get this like recognized and it says if you get 150 signatures within 30 days it'll be more visible here but if you get like a hundred thousand within x amount of time it'll be visible on whitehouse.gov as well. But I think the whitehouse.gov was also within 30 days at, at 150 signatures. And I got 150 signatures within hours. Right. So I believe it's visible at whitehouse.gov for them to see because they do check stuff like that. And they they do go on there and do certain things with that. So, but yeah, we definitely, what needs to happen is especially for the listeners that listen to this specifically, if you support it, sign it and share it. And if you're sharing it, don't just share once. You know what I mean? Like with me, the person, the creator of it, because I created it, am I sharing all the time? Absolutely. But that's just me. I need people to share once a week, once a month. You know what I mean? Like, don't forget about this. Hey, if you haven't, didn't see this when I shared last week or last month, if you want to be, you know, you feel like you're pushing this on people or whatever it may be. And even if you get one more person to sign, that matters. Right. I mean, that's a, that's a great idea. Definitely. Because you go down in the feed and then it's gone and then it's out of their minds. But I mean, I, I can't imagine that anybody that lives the way we do and goes through what we go through with this wouldn't just pass it by and not sign it. It doesn't make sense to me, but you never know. People get busy. People forget. It just happens. And especially us with MS, we, oh yeah, I'm going to do that. And then you, what, 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 what? And you totally forget. So I get it. Yeah. So I think it's important to do that. Yeah. At least once a week. That would be it's a good idea. Yeah. I'm going to write that down as a matter of fact. Yes. So I'm going to do that. <laughs> awesome. We need to get we need to get this done. Yes. So as long as we can get it out. I mean, it's like if I've had if I have the 24,485 people right now in standing, share it one more time. You know oh, what I mean? Yeah. That yeah. Just shared 24,485 more times. So and I do I'm able to post updates and stuff, which does alert the people that have already signed, which actually just made me come up with that idea where like I do I like the last time, like I kind of just give little updates, like thanking people and you know, whatnot. And my last thing was like, we are up to 22,600 and some signatures. And that was like my last update. So I think what I am going to do is say that like if everybody on here that sees this update and has signed. You know, please make sure to keep sharing it. Like if we share once a week, this is going to double in numbers. And yeah, so I would I would give them that exact thing. Share it once a week, and, you know, like sure. at least at least once a week. Yeah. So of saying just share this whenever. Just just be like specific and be like, look, share this at least once a week, people. Yeah. <laughs> just to get them to do it. Just don't yeah. even don't even like go around it. Just don't even be like, share this if you can. No, share no. this at least once a week, people. Yeah. <laughs> so that's yeah. what you do. That's how you get it done. That's how you do it. You're doing it. I can't, it's your amazing rock star. You're a rock star too. What are you talking about? You're awesome. <laughs> I appreciate I... you talking to me about this. It's very important. And I'll make sure to get the word out as well as much as I can Thank um, you. to help because I think it's very important. It's It'll be so, so helpful for people because you never know if that's the last slap in the face for somebody to go and take their own life, you know, because we have such a high uh, suicide rate with MS or uh, any other chronic illness. It could just take that one last thing from someone for somebody to just go over the edge and be done, you know, finish. So it could save lives too. Not, yeah. not just like our convenience of not being bugged by stupid people. It can actually save people's lives, you know? Yeah. It's about, yeah. It, it could save people's lives. So maybe the doctors have to write a specific prescription for it or a specific like thing you know i don't know yeah. like okay this is an invisible illness so you get an invisible illness placard or whatever i don't know how that's yeah, gonna work like, so. No, okay so here's a question for you when you got your if, if you can remember when you were first prescribed it yeah when you're so it's basically like it's not a box to check like they can because they they handwrite it it's on a prescription card that you mine isn't though not here so here it's a form that i fill out my doctor signs it and he sends it in. Okay. So that's different here. So, and what he does is he checks whether or not it should be permanent or whether or not it should be, we have temporary ones here too. And okay. so right now I have a temporary one in my car and I have to go back again to get another one. I have to go back again to get another one, you know, from him. So yeah. it's, it's sort of like, I guess it's like a prescription, but not really because he's the one that does it all. Really. I just sign it and you know, and, and say it, what he tells me, whatever. And then I can either send it in or he sends it in. But luckily my, his secretary, whatever, she sends it in, sends it in for all of us for some reason. But I don't think that you'd normally do that, but that's how it works no. here. 
So okay, just so for your information, it's going to be different every yeah. state. That's going to be hard. <laughs> that's where, see, that's where it's going to be a little bit, not more difficult, but it's just going to be a little different for California. So for California, and here's the thing, that might just be in the district you live in. Let's see if we can get, like, because I know oh, Margarita. So I'm, I'll ask Margarita. I don't know if she has one, but I know she's, a, I think she's north. I think she's like five hours from you up. And I'm going to ask her if she knows if it's the same for her. So that's just, just to see, you know what I mean? Yeah. The different parts of California, I can definitely ask her. But I mean, it could just be a box to check. You know what I'm saying? For I, invisible. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, that would be great. Yeah, something like that. Right, but I still would like for people to have the option whether they still want the blue or the orange one. Because, you know, Cindy, you and I, and uh, like I said, and you even, I think you mentioned at one point, like, I don't know who wouldn't want that. I agree. But I do know that there's still people that are ashamed of their diagnosis that don't like to, and they might look at this as, well, look at me. Now I'm even more special. And until they deal with that personally, I don't want them to. I, I still would like them to have the choice whether I have a blue or an orange one. I don't yeah. want because, you know, there might be that one person out of a hundred or a thousand that just like, oh, here we go. Now I got to have an orange one and, and be extra special. So people are actually going to know that maybe the, now they're going to ask me, oh, why do you have an orange one? But, it, you know, that just might be their way of thinking. And, and like I said, that's their thoughts and their feelings. And I'm not taking that away from them. But when it's, you know, goes to pass in all the states and whatnot, I, I would like them to have the option, but there might be some states that might not allow it. You know what I'm saying? And then right. I, I'm just, the goal is just to get it passed. That's all. Just get it passed. <laughs> Definitely. So. Yeah. Let's. You could just take one step at a time. Let's just get it passed in Ohio. Yeah. <laughs> let's just get it done there. <laughs> let's just do that. So I'm so proud of what you're doing, and, and you're such an awesome thing, and it'll help a lot of people, and it's I'm, just incredible. It's my goal. I appreciate it so much. Thank you. Good luck with everything. We'll talk soon. Sounds good. Have a great day. You too, sweetheart. Bye. Breaking news, friends. Katie's here with an update. So I actually found out that the one representative that I was in communication with here at, in the state of Ohio, that they were doing their due diligence and actually uncovered that this is a federal issue, um, which means that we can't just pass this in the state of Ohio first and then go by state by state, which actually is a good thing. I wanted to do all 50 states at once and then globally. So what has to happen now is um, I need as much awareness as possible. Now that the impeachment is over, we really want to push forward with this as well to get the attention from people. I'm still contacting representatives here for Ohio just to get help and, and support from them as well. But this does have to go to the head of the Congress in Washington. So I definitely need more supporters and more uh, signatures as well to go ahead and get the word out. And then what they uncovered was, you know, everybody in the United States has a blue handicap placard for, you know, anybody who's just handicapped, but also a red one for temporary. So we just want to add another color for invisible diseases and disabilities. Be sure to check out the description for this podcast to find the link where you can go sign the petition to get these awesome invisible illness handicap signs for all of us who for sure need them. I would appreciate that. And so would Katie. And so would thousands and thousands of other handicapped folks out there like us. So thanks for listening, everyone. This was a long podcast. I know normally I don't do them this long, but some will be long. Some will be short. So just bear with me while I'm learning this podcast thing keep keeping on my ms warrior friends 